He's worthy of all of our praise today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. How many is glad to be in church tonight? Praise God. Praise God. So good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord come tonight expecting and believing in the Lord to do something good in the house of God. I believe that the Lord is here. That's what really matters. Amen. I can feel His presence in His house. Hallelujah. 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 I worship You, Jesus. I praise You. Amen. We want to go to the Lord in prayer tonight. Let's pray for Sissy Ashcraft. Ask the Lord to touch her. She needs healing and salvation. So let's ask the Lord to move that request. Let's pray for Sister Becky Dubose. She needs healing in her body tonight. And all of those who are sick and unable to be in the house of the Lord, let's ask God to heal those. And uh, let's ask God that He would protect all of us from this virus that's going around and uh, cover us with His grace and His blood and protect us from this sickness. I believe that God is able to do just that. Amen. Amen. We want to pray. We want to pray for Brother John East and his family, his grandmother on his daddy's side, I believe it is, just passed away today and under terrible or terrible timing. It's never I don't guess it's ever a good time to die, but but uh, under this timing with all of the bands that are on everything and uh, makes it very difficult for the family and for funeral services. So let's ask the Lord to touch and help them. Let's ask the Lord to move in this service. He moved in a mighty way here just a little bit ago. Had a great time in the Lord. Brother Smith done a wonderful job preaching. 
and uh, had a, a tremendous move of the Holy Ghost. And let's just believe God to do it again in this house. God, we love you. We ask you, Lord Jesus, for your help and for your strength. You see the needs that we've taken before you today, the names that have been called before you. We ask you, Lord, that you would heal those who are sick, deliver those who are bound. God, set free the captives today. God, open up our minds, our hearts, our spirits to the understanding and knowledge of your word. God, do a work in each and every one of our lives today in this house. And we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the glory. And we'll give you the honor in the precious name of Jesus. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you as they, you can just remain standing if you want to. If they set out the offering pans, they're going to play a song. Sing a song, give as given unto the Lord. Come on, everybody, clap your hands under the Lord.
good to be in the house of God tonight. Amen. How many is glad to be in church tonight? Praise God. Lord bless you. You can be seated just for a few moments. Good to see everyone that's in God's house tonight. And uh, we come together to worship and to praise and to magnify God. To give God glory because He's worthy of all of our praise. Amen. Now, now look. Now look, there's not a lot of us here tonight. So everybody's got to do their part. I'm going to do my best to do my part. You do your best to do your part. Help me out a little bit. Amen. So uh, it's just kind of an odd way to have church for all of us, I know. But uh, God is God of many and God is God of few. Crowds do not bother Him. Neither do the lack of crowds bother Him. And uh, the coronavirus doesn't even bother Him. He's still God in the midst of it all. Amen. And I believe that God would visit with us tonight and uh, give us something from Him, a touch from the Lord. I want to uh, remind you of some things that, that will be going on. For, for right now, this would be the order of services for this weekend. And uh, if things change, we will be making text on that and trying to get the message to you. But Sunday morning, uh, service will start. Service number one will start at 9 o'clock, and then Sunday at 10.30 will be service number uh, two. And uh, we ask the ones that possibly can come to the 9 o'clock service. Those who have children, uh, they will be taking them over to the gym and having church with them over in the gym. So that will be at 10.30. So remember that. And then uh, Sunday evening, there will only be one service instead of two services this weekend. And uh, that service will start at 7 o'clock Sunday evening. So remember that. We will be having prayer here in the auditorium, so I ask you, please, when you come into the auditorium uh, before service, instead of going to the prayer rooms, we will be coming in here, and I ask you to pray. Don't sit. Don't talk. Don't look at your phone. Don't just sit there and listen and watch everybody pray, but join in and help us pray together. Because if there's ever been an hour that we need to pray, we are living in that hour right now. If there's ever been a time... Or we need to draw close to God. We need to draw close to God right now. If there's ever been a time where we needed God. Well, brother and sister Smith's here. I appreciate y'all being here anyway. We need God like never before. Amen. Now, uh, I've got some messages on this and I want to share it with the church tonight and uh, ask you to help us and join together with us. There is a band of prayer apostolics joining together, and uh, the oneness movement uh, uh, all over the world, different ones are getting together, and uh, the apostolic faith, and we will be having prayer starting at 11 o'clock our time on Saturday morning, so remember that. And uh, people... Uh, I know there's different time zones, so they're breaking it up for the different time zones. But for our time, it will be 11 o'clock. And there will be thousands of people across this world that are praying for the condition of the world and what the world is facing today in our country, in our churches, and our leaders that God would help and God would strengthen our leadership and God would strengthen our churches and God... God would cure uh, this disease and plague that has plagued us 
across this world. I know that prayer works. Amen. Prayer, prayer still works today. And uh, I believe that that prayer will work and God will hear and answer our prayers. I do believe that. I believe in the power of prayer. I believe that there is miracle working power in prayer. And I still believe that God hears and answers prayer. And I believe that God will hear my prayer. And I believe God will hear your prayer. Amen. Amen. Brother Smith done such a wonderful job just a few moments ago preaching the, uh, the wonderful message to us and, uh, about having faith and confidence in God and, uh, being persistent with God and persistent in our faith. And I believe that that will work today. And I'm, I don't think there's anything that catches God by surprise or catches God unaware. But I believe that God knows what's happening. And God is watching what's happening. And God is still in control of what's happening. So if you have your Bibles tonight, if you want to turn to Psalms chapter 119. Psalms chapter 119. And uh, we're going to read a few verses of Scripture there. And uh, we're going to start at verse number 1 and read all the way to the end. <laughs> no, we're not going to read that long. <laughs> I don't know if my uh, some of you don't know how long Psalms chapter 119 is, but, but uh, <clears throat> it is quite a lengthy chapter. But I want to read one verse of Scripture in Psalms 119 with as many... Uh, Many verses is in that chapter. I could preach all night and still be preaching by this time Sunday. But, but I'm going to just take one, one verse of Scripture and only preach about an hour. So, <laughs> uh, The Bible says in verse number 165, 165, great peace. Everybody said great peace. Not just peace, but Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing, everybody said, and nothing shall offend them. Lord bless you. Put your Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and our voices toward God and ask God for His help today. In the name of Jesus, God, we're depending on You. Our trust, our confidence, our hope is in You, God. I pray, Lord, for the anointing of Your Word. I pray, God, that You would anoint the ears, the hearts, the souls, the minds of Your people to hear Your Word, to receive Your Word, and to respond to Your Word. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, let's clap our hands unto the Lord, shout unto God, Shout unto God, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, praise God, praise God. Lord bless you, you may be seated. I want to give God praise. Today I got some very troubling news and uh, some things that was supposed to go into effect and I brought it to the Lord. I was like... The uh, the king of, I can't remember the king, what king it was, but he got a letter from the adversary that said what all they was going to do to him. And he just brought it to the house of God and laid it out before God and prayed about it. 
And I did that, and um, I thank God that to this point He has taken care of that, and I praise God for it. Some things have been changed, and we are grateful and thankful for that. And uh, I do appreciate uh, God hearing and answering prayer. And I do appreciate that we have the opportunity to go to God. And I hope today, I hope today, if anything um, positive can come out of what is happening in our world, I hope today that it would bring us and refocus us on how important our liberties are and how important the house of God is. And let's put God back in the center of all of our lives and realize that God is really what is it's all about anyway. Life can change in a moment's time. But God never, ever, ever, ever changes. Amen. And I am thankful for that. Praise God. I want to I want to talk to you today for the next few moments from this subject where the Bible starts out here in this verse and it says, Great peace. And that's what I want to talk to you about tonight is great peace. One commentary says this about this scripture, that great peace have they that love thy law. Great peace, he would go on to say, is always a result of love for God and God's Word. That great peace, in other words, you could say it like this, it's not only a result, but the way that you get great peace is by loving God and loving God's Word. That's the reason why so many people are in a state of total confusion today is because they're not in love with God and they're not in love with God's Word. This is part, I've preached from this this uh, scripture many times, but this is normally what we go to is nothing, nothing shall offend them. True obedience to God's Word will keep a man from being offended. Now, that's very difficult to think about that at times because probably in all of our lives there has been a time or two where we have been offended. But if a person will keep his heart right and stay true to God, nothing shall offend him. God not only demands that one live free from being offended, but that he offend no man. Now, nobody wants to be offended, but how many has ever been the offender? Well, praise God. Not too many people in here. I, I must be dealing with a different crowd than what I pastor most days. But we have always, I've, I've, I've been around people that, that like to joke and like to pick and, and uh, like to poke fun at one another. Of course, I'm really not that type of person. I don't not really like to pick or joke with anybody. But it's a lot more fun when you are you are the one that is joking about someone else than you are the recipient of that joke. And so it changes a whole concept of things. 
Most of the time we focus on the offending part and not being offended. But tonight, I want to take the next few moments and focus on the part of having great peace. There is storms that, that happen in our life. That some things that they are storms that are created by us. There is situations that we have gotten ourselves into that we really can't blame anybody else but our own selves. And so we have developed and created these storms, but there are some things that happen in life that we cannot control. There's some things that happen just because it's called life. There's times where you have a flat tire and it's called life. It's not that the devil's giving you a hard time or even that God is trying to get your attention, but some things it just happens because it's life. And there is times that, that things go wrong just because it's life. Living for God doesn't promise us that bad things will never happen. Because bad things happen to all people. It rains on the just and the unjust alike. But it seems like that Jesus always shows up in the midst of the storm. There's lots of times we don't realize we need anybody until we get in trouble. There's lots of times my... My girls don't even recognize I'm alive until they need something or till they want something or till they, they want to go somewhere or they want to do something and then they realize, hey, I might know just the person that can help me out because I don't have any income in my life. And so there is, there is times where God just shows up when we get in trouble. I think about Mark chapter 4 and verse number 35 through 41 tells us a story of, of the, the, the disciples and Jesus in the midst of a storm. They start out, Jesus tells them, let us go to the other side of the lake. They all jump in the boat, seems like the thing to do at the time, seems like everything's going to work out well, after all they have the master on board with them. They have his command of saying, let us go to the other side of the lake. And the disciples are all for it. Everything is going well. Jesus goes to the back of the boat. He finds a pillow in the boat. He lays his head down and he begins to rest. Nothing is wrong. Everything is going well. But all of a sudden, in the midst out of the midst of nowhere, there is a storm cloud that begins to roll in. And the storm becomes very serious to the disciples. Mark chapter 4 and verse number 37 says, And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. Now, it was not just full of air, but what the Bible was making reference to is the waves were coming over the boat, and it was taking on water. Well, you've got a problem when you're in a boat 
and the water starts getting in the boat. And the faster they dip it out, the faster the water begins to come into the boat. There is always storms in life. But we know the one who is the peace speaker. The Bible says that they begin to cry out. They were upset. They were fearful and afraid. And they begin to cry out to wake up the master that was in the back of the boat. They finally got his attention and he came to, I, I, w- I would just like to say him, when, when I was, uh, let me stop right here, pause right here. Uh, when I was over in, in Israel, we went to a, to a wood carving store, a carpenter store in Bethlehem. And, uh, they had all these carvings that was there and some amazing and beautiful, uh, pieces they had there and, and uh, I found one, I was looking for something that I could afford. Wasn't too much anything affordable in the store. But I found a boat and I, I, I brought it here and showed it to you. I have it in my office today. But, but it is the disciples and Jesus in the midst of that storm. And it has His disciples there hanging on for dear life. And in the midst of the raging sea, Jesus just stands up on the front of the bow of that boat. And he is holding his hands out. I can I can just see Jesus as he is in that that troublesome time of the disciples' life. And he is holding his hands out. And the Bible said that he said peace. The first words that he spoke was peace. And then he said be still. He rebuked the wind and the sea, and He said, Peace, be still. And this is exactly what happened. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed that Jesus was able to speak peace, and even the winds that were contrary unto them obeyed Him. Why is this? I was wondering, why would they be shocked? Why would they be amazed? Why would this catch them by surprise? When they had walked with Jesus for some time, they had heard about the miracles, not only seeing them, but heard about the miracle of the man with the withered hand that was in the synagogue, That he said, stretch forth thine hand. And immediately he was made whole. His hand regained strength by the power of the Word of Jesus Christ. Why is it in the midst of the storm they were so shocked and amazed that when he said, peace, be still, even the winds were able to obey him. He had power and authority over them. And I begin to think, why, why is it after seeing miracles? You would think that we as individuals would get to a place where we had seen God do so much that God's work would never amaze us. You think that we would get to a place where we would glean from the past 
experiences of what God had done in the past and realize what God had done for us yesterday, God's able to do for us right now. You would think we would hear the testimonies of the saints of God that had testified about what God done for them and we would believe, yes, God did it then and God did it for them and God is also able to do it now and God is also able to do it for me. But my mind began to think on this and I thought about it. And why were they so amazed? They were, they were just shocked. Now they went and woke him up. Think about that. They went and woke him up to get help. And then when he spoke, they were amazed that the winds obeyed his command. Why is it that God always amazes us when we pray and God answers. There's a difference in your storm and everybody else's storm. There was a difference in the time where they seen or heard of Him healing the man with the withered hand than it was a time that they are in the midst of the storm. The boat is taken on water and they have no way out. And he stood up in the midst of the raging wind and said, Peace, be still. You know the difference was? The difference was whose storm it was at that particular time. It's easy to believe that God can answer somebody else's prayer. It's easy to believe that God can calm Brother Smith's storm because Brother Smith is a wonderful man of God. But it's a different thing when you have a storm in your life. But I'm here to tell you that just as God can calm the storm in Brother Smith's life, God can calm the storm in your life today. Just the way that God can give him peace. Just the way that God can give somebody else peace. Just the way that God can step on the bow of the ship in the raging storm and say, I give you peace in the midst of the storm. God can give each and every one of us peace in the storm of life that we are facing at this particular moment of time. Amen. Where there's a storm, God always shows up. This is, I know this is a devastating time for our lives. It's a commute. Now I'm talking to a much younger crowd than the previous crowd I know. So probably most of you ain't even worried about tomorrow. Don't make any difference. Don't, you know, just life goes on. But when you think about it, there's heartache. There's grief, there's pain, there's worry, there's confusion in the midst of what we are facing worldwide at this time. And the devil would like to bring confusion 
and dismay and trouble to the church and say, Oh my Lord, what are we going to do? But I come to preach to you today, although it's bleak and dark around us, although the job might be in total chaos, although the world might be turned upside down, can I preach to you tonight that there is no greater time for the church to shine than the hour, the day that we are living in right now? Amen. Amen. A time where people are shutting their doors. I tell you the reason why I think that it is so important that we keep the church house doors open and I'm going to do it as long as I possibly can and make every excuse and inlet that I can to keep the church house doors open is because somebody said, well, you might catch corona at church. You might you might catch the dreaded virus at church. I would like to prefer if I'm going to catch it, I'm going to catch it at Walmart. I'm going to catch it at Target. Amen. But I want to tell you the church needs a place where the world can come to and find sanity and find peace and find hope and find calm in the troubled hour that we're living in. We as Pentecostals must show the world that in the time of storm there is not just peace, but there is great peace. There is things in this world that can give you peace for a moment, but there is only a God that can give us great peace in the midst of the storm. There is a God that can speak peace to all of our situations of life. Amen. Amen. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Can I tell you this? Instead of us using that word offend and looking at things in life that get under our skin and offend us and words that people say that might offend us, can I use that? That the things of life will not disturb us and it will not turn our world upside down because when we know that when we are in a storm, Jesus is still in the boat and Jesus is the peace speaker and Jesus knows the right words to say and Jesus knows how to calm the storm. Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 7. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God. The peace of God that passeth all understandings. Now listen to this. Shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There is nothing in the world, amen, that can cause great peace. But 
those who love and trust in God and believe that there is a peace that comes from God that the world cannot understand. The world can understand why we are gathered here at church tonight. The world can understand why we're having four services last Sunday on a Sunday. The world can understand that it is necessity for us to go to the house of God. Amen. But there is a peace. There is a peace. There is a peace. Where do you go when you're in trouble? I go to church. Where do you go when you're in distress? I go to church. There is peace and safety in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. They don't understand. Brother Nubman was telling me just before church, they're having meetings and, and one, one called him. I think it was, hopefully it's okay that I tell this. I guess it is. Amen. He didn't tell me not to tell. So I guess next time if he don't want it told, he'll tell me not to tell. But, but anyway, he said, called, I think it was another commissioner that he was talking to. He said, where are you going? He said, I'm going to church. He said, are you serious? He said, yeah, I'm serious. I went to church Sunday. I'm going tonight and I'll be going again Sunday. He said, man, said we, we doing everything online and I'm not knocking anybody for that. I might be crazy. I don't know. I don't know, but I want, I want you to know church. I want you to never forget, never forget the importance of the house of God. There might be a time where we're sneaking around having church in houses, but I want to tell you, you need me and I need you. We're stronger together. There's a peace that comes into the house of God. Amen. Just a few moments ago, I was disturbed about some things, and I was, I was, and I'm disturbed about many things, but I was sitting here, and I was just thinking about things, and when the presence of the Lord began to move, and Brother Smith began to preach, it felt like my spirit just lifted up inside of me, and I felt just a little bit better, and I thought, you know, everything's gonna be okay. Why? Because great peace, great peace, not just peace, but great peace have they that love thy law and nothing is going to disturb them amen we as saints of God now you say how does a church shine in such a difficult time and disturbing hour we as saints of God need the peace of God. Amen. God did not give us a spirit of fear. The world is pumping and promoting fear in the hearts of every individual. Amen. The news media is pumping and promoting fear in our hearts. And I want to tell you, after I listen to Fox News for 30 minutes, I think the end of the world is coming. Amen. After I look at my app of everything that's coming on there, I think, my Lord, this is the end. We're, we're finished. We'll never return. And then I listen. Now, some of you might like like him, probably most of us all do like him. Amen. But I listen at the president and he 
gets on there, everything's going to be all right. We're going to open up this. We're going to do this. And we're going to pump money into this. And, and we got this medication that's working. And we got that medication that's working. And, and we got this equipment that's going here. And we're sending this to New York. And we're sending this to Chicago. We're doing this. And I'm thinking, boy, everything, I think, man, he's, he's going to fix this. Mr. Trump, the fix-it man. And soon as he goes off, that liar, he don't know what he's talking about. He'll never do that. That can't be done. He's not a doctor. Amen. And they're promoting fear. Amen. I want to tell you today, the church does not have a spirit of fear. We ought to bring a light of hope into the office that we work in. They ought to see a smile on your face and wonder, my Lord, what in the world? How can you smile in troubled times? I go to church. I know God. I'm a child of God. Great peace have they that love thy law. And nothing's going to disturb me or get me down in the dumps. There's enough bad news. There's enough bad news. The church don't need to promote bad news. Amen. The church don't need to be bearers of bad news. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Think about when David, you can be seated. I'm not quite done yet. Amen. When David, when David was anointed to be king, Saul and his sons had went out to battle. And when they got killed on Mount Gilboa, and David was sitting in a place, and here comes one, an Amalekite. He, and he comes to, to give David the news, what he thought was news that David would be glad to receive. But he was the bearer of bad news because he was telling David that the anointed of God had been killed. And David said, tell it not. Tell it not in death. Don't spread this news. Don't sing about it. Don't talk about it. Be quiet about it. Amen. I want to tell you today, the church needs to be be quiet about the bad and exploit the good because great peace, great peace, great peace, great peace, great peace have they that love thy law. Amen. Amen. People's getting enough bad news on the news. Let them get some good news from the children of God. When you walk into your your place of work, they scan your forehead, check whatever, and scrub you down or whatever they do. You walk into there and not, oh my Lord, I, I wish they'd lay me off or I didn't have to go to work. I wish, I wish, I wish they'd do that. I wish they'd, no, 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 you go in there smiling. What's, what's happened to you? I want to tell you, how can you smile in a troubled time? Oh, I got the peace of God. They need to see the glory and the majesty of the Holy Ghost. When you got the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will show itself. Amen. What spirit are you of? Amen. That spirit will be manifest. Let us as a church, amen, show forth the praises of God and the peace of God and the greatness of God and the glory of God. Hallelujah. In the store, 
when somebody cuts in front of you in line, gets the last four pack of toilet paper. Show a godly spirit. It's not the end of the world because I didn't get that toilet paper. Great peace have they that love thy law. Hey man, you see, you can promote revival. You can promote revival by the way that you react to the crisis in life right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. The way that you are reacting promotes the glory and the power of God. People need to see that there is peace that only comes from the house of God and worshiping God and loving God and praising God and living for God. Matthew chapter 5, I'm getting, I'm getting close to the end now. Matthew chapter 5 and verse number 9. The Bible says, bless, this is part of a good sermon that Jesus preached. Bless are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Bless are the peacemakers. Bless are the peacemakers. How do I make peace in the midst of chaos? Don't text negative things. Don't text negative things about anybody, anything, or the situation that's going on at hand. Text something positive. You might say, well, it might be bad, but it's going to get better. Trouble won't last always. It won't rain forever. Do not tweet or retweet negative thoughts. Oh, I found something that is so disturbing. I better share it with you. And they share it with you and it gets your spirits down. And your spirits is down, so you share it with somebody else and get their spirits down. I feel like President Trump. I'm trying to cheer you all up. And as soon as I get through cheering you up, somebody's trying to cheer you down. Trying to bring you back back down and tell you it ain't going to get better. I'm telling you, God is in control. And when God is in control, God's going to take care of His people. Amen. Maybe some of the previous crowd is here, but I probably should have told them this. Don't post negative things on your Facebook page. I can't get you to stop having Facebook, so let me promote this just one time here. Please use it for the glory and the benefit of God. Find you a positive scripture and post a positive scripture. Find you a positive saying and post a positive saying. Find you a positive quote and post a positive quote. Find you something good in the Word of God and say it's going to get better. Great peace. Great peace. Great peace. The world don't need more negative thoughts and their mind in the gutter. They need a church that's looking up. A church that sees the peace of God that passeth all understanding. Amen. I'm getting ready to close. Come up here, Tiffany. 
Do not post negative things on your Instagram. Now, that probably hits this crowd a little bit more. Tick-tock or whatever you're doing. Tick-tack, tick-tock, tick-tack-toe, whatever it is. I must have hit a nerve there. I didn't even get an amen that time. Don't post these things. Don't repost these things. Don't, don't think on these things. Whatsoever things are good. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are of a good report. Whatsoever things are true, but it also put whatsoever things are a good report because everything that's true is not a good report. Think, 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 think on these things. Don't get your mind in the gutter, but get your mind on the peace of God. Oh, there's a storm brewing, Brother Looper. You don't know how big the storm is, but I know how big God is. Amen. I don't know if we're ever going to make it out of this. I want to tell you, I'm going to hold on to what's got me here this far. The peace of God. The peace of God. The peace of God. The peace of God. It's real. It's powerful. It works. Let it be something about peace of God. Let it be something about God calming the storm. Let it be something about God making the day brighter. If you're stuck in the house with your kids all day long, use it to your benefit. Make some connections with them you have not made in the past. Spend some time with them you have not spent in the past. Slow down and stop and listen to their talking to you for a few moments. Don't spend it all on video games with your head in the phone, with your head in the computer or whatever you do. But spend this time. Use it for a God moment. Use it for a God thing. Use it to draw closer together, not divide and don't complain about the things that God has blessed you with. Lord, these kids are driving me crazy. Lord, these kids are killing me. Lord, these kids are too much trouble. Amen. Thank God that God has blessed you and God has given you some time together to enjoy the moment. Peace of God. The peace of God. Great peace. Not just peace, but great peace have they that love thy law. How many loves the law of God? How many loves the commandments of God? How many loves the word of God? Peace. Now, how many is having trouble? You don't even have to raise your hand, but how many is having trouble with peace? You're a little bit disturbed right now. Just go ahead and raise your hands. Anybody a little bit disturbed right now? Anything just really happening that's kind of got you a little edgy. But I come to tell you tonight that bigger than your fears, bigger than your problems, bigger than what's going on, the peace of God. He'll give you peace and you wonder, how am I having this peace? Why is this not just really disturbing me? Because I'm on the peace of God. People get on drugs. I'm on the peace of God. 
People get on alcohol. I'm on the peace of God. I just believe in the peace of God will pass everybody. And when you come into the place that you work and you come into your friends that you're in contact with and they see how calm and the peace that's shining on your face, what do you got? What have you been drinking? What have you been taking? What's wrong with you? I just have the peace of God. Why don't we all gather around this front before we leave this place tonight? Why don't you lift your hands and ask God for His peace and for His help, for His touch right now? Through the storm, God. Through the storm, cover me, God. Oh, hallelujah. Cover me, Lord. Help me, Holy Ghost. Oh, Jesus, the chaos at work, God. Cover me, God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I just feel like doing this right now. I know that we have some that work in the medical field. And I know they are overwhelmed right now with what is going on. I know there's a bunch that works at the courthouse and they're overwhelmed with what's going on. I want us to pray for the peace of God to cover them right now. There's some that don't know about your job and what's going to happen in your job. I want us to pray for the peace of God. But I want us to focus on these things right now and ask God to help each and every one of them. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Lift up your voice right now. Lift up your voice right now. God, you see the needs. You see the stress factor that's involved, God. I know that you have peace in the midst of the storm. Speak peace right now, Holy Ghost. Speak peace right now, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. In this storm, I believe you, God. In this storm, I trust you, God. In this storm, I put my confidence.